Hey, you got him with this one, Doc. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks. Us city slickers, there was no water in spots, so we'd head to the corner. Mr. Warner would knock off the knob on top of the hydrant. We was riding on the side of a park. Welcome, 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 all my doodadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, I am your host, Mo Green, and welcome back to another week, another episode. This is episode 26, which means we are officially at the six-month mark of doing this podcast, which is fantastic. If you can't do the math, you know what I mean? You just kind of divide 52 weeks in a year by two, you get 26, and boom, there we go. Um, and it is week 32 of parenting and, and dadding hard for me. Um, and as you can all imagine, this has probably been the craziest week Um not just as a parent, but in my entire life of living uh, with this coronavirus pandemic that has been taking over everybody's mind, the news, all media outlets, it canceled sports. You know, you know when sports get canceled that something is really, really, really serious and um, is really insane because sports never gets canceled. So this has been a nutty time, um, but it's also a perfect time for us to all, you know, be there for each other, you know? Uh, so to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow the Instagram at dadhardpod or the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Um, I'm actually going to try to get some extra episodes up if possible i definitely have a special very special episode coming out next week um that deals kind of in full with the effects on parents of this coronavirus um and that's going to be cool um and hopefully informative because as parents you know we're kind of all home right now for the most part and you know whether you have children in school or you're like me that pulled my daughter out of out of daycare uh you're Everybody is home right now and keeping a seven month old child from my standpoint, my experience, right? Keeping a seven month old child entertained and happy and stimulated and on a schedule and all this type of stuff is so difficult when you're trying to do so many different things, you know, like my, my wife's working from home, I'm home, uh, you know, and I'm, my, my in-laws are away. So I've had to be going and like doing shopping, not only for us to load up on stuff with all the grocery stores being empty, but load up for them uh, and make sure all of us are okay and, and stocked as well as possible. It's just, it's really crazy. You're scared to go outside. You're scared to bring your child outside because you don't know who you're going to come in contact with and what could possibly have the disease that you can get? And it's just madness. Um, and I'm actually going to not do such a long intro piece on this episode because my guest 
on this episode is Mr. Dr. Susan Fox, who is the founder of Park Slope Parents, and she actually approaches this topic uh, from beginning to end very, very, very well and suggests, and I think it is something that we don't do enough in life, but especially during times of crisis like this, you know, she suggests that we all just take a breath. And that is so important to do in a situation like this is to relax, stay calm. You know, I know it's a scary time. Um, It's a scary time for me, you know, Uh, it's a scary time for everybody. But if we let ourselves get too crazy as parents thinking about Every little aspect. Oh my God, you have to take all your clothes off as soon as you come into the house. You can't touch anybody. Stay six feet away from anybody on the street. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Wear gloves. Wear masks. If you let yourself fall into the madness and the chaos that the mentality of this pandemic is bringing about and the paranoia, you know, you're not only going to drive yourself crazy, but If you have a young, impressionable child, you know, that's going to make them develop in a different kind of way and get them crazy also. They can feel your anxiety. They can feel your paranoia. They can feel when you're upset, when you're on edge. Um, And that's why I love my conversation with Susan Fox because... She talks a lot about the importance of mental health in parents. And at a time like this, it is of the utmost importance that we keep that in the front of our mind and that we as parents do everything we can to show our children that it's going to be okay because if we let them see that we're freaking out all that's going to do is make them freak out more. And then as parents, that's going to make our job a lot fucking harder. You know what I mean? Like if you have a kid that's freaking out and, and scared shitless of what's going on, that's going to make your job as a parent harder. You know, you can be freaking out in your own head. I'm not saying that this thing is not serious. I'm not saying to not take proper precautions. But what you do have to do is do your best to keep the best poker face on that you are capable of. Because if not, it's going to, it's going to drive everybody in your family insane. Um, and it's, this is a serious and, and an insane thing that we're dealing with. It's something that I've never seen in my lifetime. Uh, and from the reading and, and listening that I've done, we haven't seen this in this country since like 1918 with the Spanish flu. I think it was. Um, So it's, it's uncharted territory, but you know what? So is parenting. So if you can guide your way through parenthood, we can get through this. Um, But still stay safe, stay safe, take the proper precautions, wash your hands, wash your kids' hands, you know, give them a couple extra baths if you have to, I guess, you know, um, but it, it and, and do your best to, you know, this is a great time to learn as a parent to get creative, you know, I had this, uh, I had this little tiff with my wife last night that, um, you know, we need to get more creative with what we're doing with her. We can't just, you know, we can't take her outside and we can't just sit her in front of the TV all day. So we have to do... We have to go a little bit above and beyond to 
figure out creative ways to keep her entertained and occupied and engaged and stimulated. Um, you know, whether that my wife is now has now developed this what's going to be a classic version of the Hungry Hungry Caterpillar with props. She's actually setting it up for her entire office to do a, a public reading in her office tomorrow, uh, or for her office via video chat tomorrow, which is hilarious, but stuff like that, you know, your kids probably have a lot of toys. I'm going to do be doing a puppet show with my daughter later. Um, you know, uh, uh, to go back to my guest, Susan Fox, um, Park Slope Parents, those of you that are in Brooklyn or those of you that are members of Park Slope Parents, there is a fantastic online guide to uh, live streaming music classes from all across the world. And, and, you know, and it's not just a Park Slope Parents thing. It's, it is, it is a guide that has been put out and, co- uh, um, compiled from all of these different musicians and entertainers from across the world. Um, you know, everything from Brooklyn to New Zealand. Uh, so if you're interested in that, I'm happy to share it. Shoot, shoot me an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. I'm happy to do anything that I can to, to help parents to, guide their way through this uh, because like I said last week I feel as a parent that we all have the responsibility to help each other to make this world the best we can for our children so responsibility we have as parents we chose to be parents so we took on that responsibility you know um with great power comes great responsibility. Shout out to Spider Man for that one, but um, but it's true. So you know, if you if you want uh, if you want some ideas or, or or anything like that, shoot us an email. Connect on the fatherhood brotherhood dadhardpod at gmail dot com. Um, and you know, God's been good luck through this whole thing. Everybody, stay safe. Be precautious. Don't be fucking reckless. You know what I mean? I don't mean to sound like Michael Rappaport, but you know, don't be fucking reckless. Just because the virus may not affect you, may not affect your kid, it can affect millions and millions of other people. So just don't be reckless. Take the proper precautions. And if you're a parent, you know, which I assume you are by listening, you know, let's let's share these ideas and share ways to not drive ourselves insane while we're all in the house for the next God knows how many days. Um with that said, I'm going to cut off there uh, and I'm going to jump right into my guest segment with founder of uh, Park Slope Parents, Dr. Susan Fox. Uh, it is a fantastic conversation and it runs about an hour. So uh, smooth out that time and uh, and take a listen. Uh, we're going to jump into the musical break and I'll catch you on the other side of the guest segment. Enjoy. Stay safe. In the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember the sandbox, little league ball felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt and the swap. And Doc was more like Benny the Jet, no handy but yet. 
pops tell us to drink up. We are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. And as always, you know, once that music break hits, it is time for the guest segment of the show. And this week, like every other week, I have an extremely special guest. Uh, and it's actually extremely special because it's been, uh, she is the founder of an organization that's been a huge help to my wife and I uh, going through these early stages of parenthood. She, The organization is a help to so many people. People uh, in the Brooklyn area, especially um, going through the same thing. She is the founder of Park Slope Parents. So once again, a non-dad that we have on, and that's always special. Um, so with no further ado, I would love to introduce because I'm very honored that she's taking the time to sit down with me, Miss Susan Fox. How are you? I'm fine. It's actually Dr. Susan. Dr. Susan. But we'll, get, we'll, we'll get into that in a Look at this. That's the first doctor on the show. Oh, also, this is great. A PhD. Uh, I'm not. I'm not curing any coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> that's unfortunate because to be running Parks on Parents. Yeah, the, it would be nice the, to be able to do that. Oh, my God. If you had the vaccination, mm-hmm. it would be amazing. Yep. Um, so how are you doing today? Um, after that, speaking of this, all this coronavirus, how is it getting crazier for you out there? With like everybody, I'm sure you're getting floods of emails and all this stuff from parents. I, I don't know that I would call it floods, but definitely people are okay. people are concerned. Um, and it's it's about... It's an eight-legged octopus because you have, if you're a working mom, how am I going to, yeah. you know, if you're a working dad, how am I going to deal with it? If I have a child with an immune system that's compromised, how am yep. I going to deal? I have a nanny. They, if, they're, if we shut down the schools, and am I going to let the nanny come? Yep. And it just goes on and on and right. on. I'm, I'm sure. It's, I mean, for, for us, like I... I'm worried about my, our daughters in daycare. So, like, I feel like a responsibility as a parent. I feel not only responsible to make sure my daughter's okay, but to make sure all other kids that I can, especially those that she's in contact with, are also okay. And I, like, drop her off every day just praying that other parents are thinking the same thing, you know? Um, it's like, it's nerve-wracking as a parent. Yeah, I think everybody needs to take a big, deep breath. Because I, I agree. it's not going away. Right. And... You know, we've seen what's going on in Italy. We've seen it's it's my daughter's at University of Michigan, and they just had their first case at the, the health oh, the God. health in their healthcare system. And so, I think a lot of it is you know the there's really good CDC uh, videos that you can watch every day, mm-hmm. and and just turning to things that are well thought out instead yeah. of. And we have to remember, we have to remember that the media makes money through clicks. Of course. So the more they can get people riled up to click that next button, absolutely for sure, the more they make money and advance their own careers. So so knowing that there is that that agenda in yeah. the media, yeah, turn off the media. Yeah, I I agree. I actually read an article the other day where there are over six hundred and fifty podcasts, like podcast series of just coronavirus, of just coronavirus oh, that have generated over 14 million listens wow. in the last month. Yeah. And that's insane. That's like clickbait to oh, its yeah. maximum capacity. Just like you were talking about. It's crazy. How many? 14, 650, 650 shows. Oh my gosh. Generating 14 million yeah. downloads and listens. That's crazy. Insane. Yeah. I wish I could get those numbers. And, and who is and who's overseeing it and who's making sure that it's not misinformation. Nobody. And, it's, a know, podcast, it's a podcast. Exactly. You, you know, know if somebody was overseeing my podcast, I would be probably off the air already. 
Um, but speaking of speaking of the pod, you are the founder of Proxmo Parents. Yes. Um, and like I alluded to in my introduction to you, it has been so helpful to my wife and I just trying to find out what's going on, different events, um, just different outlets, the 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 advice emails that we get, the classifieds, all that, everything is so fantastic. How did you theorize and come up with this whole concept? Like, and what, what inspired you to do that? Were you just like a new mom, like looking for outlets and like, oh, what the hell am I supposed to do? And then you were like, I hope nobody else goes through this. So I'm going to start something myself. Or did you just like wake up one morning and was like, you know what? I'm going to start Parksville Parents. So it was all very organic. Okay. Um, my first daughter, and we're sitting in my my living room and with a beautiful view of Brooklyn, a, with a, a a view of downtown Manhattan, and my daughter was due September twelfth. Oh, of to, September eleventh. Oh, September twelfth, two thousand one. Oh yes. my God. And so she's eighteen now, and so I was home working, and my husband called me and said, uh, "There's a rumor." that a plane has hit the Trade Center. So, boom, um, I looked out the window, and there it was. He said, turn on the video camera. And so I got the second plane going in. And then it was, it, I mean, and so the whole world stopped. Of course. I was due on the 12th. Oh so I'm God. calling my midwife going, what's going to happen? I'm supposed to have my baby in Manhattan. Oh and so the first thing they did, as we're hopefully going to start doing with coronavirus, is just take a deep breath. Right. And we don't know when this baby's coming. And if you look at the stats, actually, it it made some people go into labor right then. And really? Other people, and then there was a dip. It was like people said, I don't want to have a baby. Yeah. So that was kind of like, interesting. Oh, stay in, stay in, yeah, stay, stay in, stay in. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. I don't want you out in the world yet. <laughs> Um, and so I had this baby, uh, what ended up being three days after 9-11 wow. and brought her home and walked around the neighborhood and everybody had that kind of glazed look on their Sorry. face and, yep. and there were, there were mommy groups. So I was in a September 2001 mommy okay. group, which was fine. Um, but what I didn't know was when do I take the the kid the first time to the, the dentist. Yep, for sure. So I had a mommy group, and that was very bonding, and that was awesome, but I didn't have people with older kids to look on. Interesting, okay. So that that kind of perpetuated it. And the other thing was you'd walk around the neighborhood, and there were all these, like, exercisers and high chairs on the side of the road yep. to be dumped. Yep. I'm like, we, there's so many people with kids, we should absolutely have some way to exchange this yep. stuff. And so I, somebody told me about Yahoo groups, and I had studied online groups. This goes back to the whole PhD thing. Okay. I have a PhD in interpersonal communication. I thought you were going to say you had a PhD in Yahoo groups, and no, I was be like, no. that's fantastic. Yeah, I have an unofficial uh, PhD in <laughs> Yahoo groups, but I didn't kill it. Um, but so somebody told me about Yahoo groups. I started this group, and I looked to some of my old colleagues to say what makes a good group, and having many voices and many topics and and I'm not going to go into the the whole long arduous thing, but there were there were many guidelines that we started with early, okay. so that it wasn't just two or three people shouting and and right, we right. made people sign their posts to add to the sense of community, and so it kind of grew out of um, some research that I knew would make a healthier, stronger community. But it was all it was all just volunteer at the yeah. time. And so um, that started about six months after my daughter was born in July of 2002. And then it grew and we had like 250 people at, wow. after the first year and like 1,000 after the second year. Wow. Um, 
And that's kind of... And just all based in Brooklyn? Specific, all or, based or was in, it Park I, Slope I, specifically? It started just in Park Slope. Okay. And then when people couldn't afford Park Slope, they kind of moved out. And we're right. like, well, you, you know, we're not going to kick you out. Right. So we kind of, we've been like rings. So now we kind of say Brownstone, Brooklyn. Okay, is, cool. Is who we service the most. Okay. Um, but we have people in Bay Ridge and For sure. you know, further further out. But that's kind of, that's the basics of how it started. And through some of the trials and tribulations, we had to... You know, we started the uh, classifieds group where you can buy. Have you yep. gotten anything off the classifieds? We've gotten a lot of things off the classifieds. And obviously, there are these like buy nothing groups, yes. which have been fantastic. I'm so glad because yeah. that goes back to the exercisers. It's like none of this plastic that's only used for two or three months right. should be thrown in a dump I agree if somebody 100%. else can get, a, get use out of it. Absolutely. We're now, we're now giving stuff that our daughter has grown out to. We're donating it to our daycare. You know, we're asking them, you know, we had like a bomba seed and we were like, we were like, hey, we're not going to use this anymore. Like, do you have any use for it? You know, and and actually yesterday they sent us a picture of her sitting in the bomba seed that we donated. There you go. There you go. But, but that's, but, but that's a fantastic thing. And it's so important, um, in that early stage of parenthood specifically, at least from my experience, I'm I'm sure it is effective and, and necessary as continuously as you grow throughout parenthood, but in those early stages to have that community yeah. there is so vital. Yeah. It really is. Well, it's interesting. I, you know, my, my mom is in Tampa and I, whenever I see somebody with a baby in Tampa, it's like, so do you belong to a baby group? <laughs> and, and it ends up sometimes they say, well, no, I don't belong to a baby group or they belong to a Facebook group, but they don't really have any, you know, we have over 300 events a year right. on Park Soul Parents, including baby group meetups and career group meetups mm-hmm. and, you know, parties in the park and we're planning a bubble party and, and we, so we do a lot of fun things. Yeah. And so it's just one of these kinds of organizations that they don't exist a whole lot of other places that we found. Absolutely. I actually, I had on my, one of my best friends is living in Denver, uh-huh. 2000 miles away. Him mm-hmm. and his wife both grew up all their entire families here in New York. And they, I asked him, I had him on the pod. I'm like, yo, how are you doing this with no family support? Because I would not have been able to make it through. Like, do you have any of these? Other, and there's nothing out there for and them. And what did he say? He said, well, he went, he made, uh, got into a group through his synagogue. Right. So that's exactly. how it was like a Jewish parents group that exactly. they got in. And I was like, good, at least you have that. Something. But I spoke to yeah. another friend of mine who just had his first kid. They're out in LA, similar situation. Just his brother, his wife, everybody else is out. And he has nothing. Yeah. And I was like, yo, you need to go on and find yep. some sort of group. Yep, there uh, are groups. A lot of Facebook yeah. groups out there. Of yeah. course. I, like, I told him, at least if it's a Facebook group, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something where you can have, at least bounce things off of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know when I get the Parks Love Parents emails, a lot of times like, hey, anybody interested in like doing a music class or a swim class and like going as a group. And I'm like, that's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, and that's been the biggest, like that's one of the, also the, the biggest help for us. It's like these email chains where you can just kind of exchange ideas. Yeah. And and you might not have known that there was a swim class right around your, absolutely. You know, right around the block. Absolutely. Like I know. And I mean, we, we are doing a, when it starts in April, there's like going to be a music class that somebody is hosting at their house, mm-hmm. having somebody come in, which is fantastic. Like that's just yeah. awesome. in the sense of community that you get there, uh, even if you have relatives in the area, it's just a whole... Yeah. Thing. And we work really hard to try to foster that. For sure. And there are some groups that we moderate that end up... Those are the groups. 
and and we go back and forth and we're going to I know we're going to circle around the dads <laughs> but the dads you know they're a different bunch you sure. know um, of course. and they they're not as active on the advice group but right. they're very active on their own group yes for sure and so I'm I'm constantly balancing how much do I just let them run with things right and how much do I say, you know, we have a website you can look up plumbers and we have yeah. the advice group that you can ask because moms hire plumbers too. Yeah, for sure. So, right, exactly. No, no, for sure. But, but that sense of community that the dads feel, yeah. I think, is really, really important in a way that, that I, you know, I try to give them their own space. And oh, absolutely. And I try not to, because, because dads have been kind of pushed pushed by the wayside sure. and you still see car commercials when it's like even a dumb dad can do it yeah, kind yeah, of, you know? absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. um so yeah so i think that uh it's really important to let dads have a voice i think that it's important that we give them their own space and tr don't try to mummify them too much sure for sure you know and let them do things their own way yeah i don't well, think i did that with my first my first kid i don't think my first child had enough dad experience interesting that's interesting well because just because you kind of took over and mummified everything or I was it that a lot he was it was three days after 11 when this yeah, baby was born Jesus. and he was working in uh he works in finance oh so he god was, it was crazy times oh, then and i you know i think that especially educated uh educated women with high power jobs in new york city they're like oh my god i'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not making money right now. I better be damn good at being a mom. Yeah, for sure. Or I might as well, you know, put the baby in daycare and go back to work. Yeah. And so I think there was a, a big sense for me of like, I can do it. Mm -hmm. I can do this. And oh, oh, she's crying. Let me take care of her. For sure. Because I know how to calm her. For sure. And it was, it was kind of this. And, and I feel... I feel very badly for dads who have to run up against people like me. Yeah. Because it's so important for us to prove ourselves. Sure. That we're willing to possibly lessen the relationship a dad has Interesting. with their child. Interesting. Interesting. Sorry, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's funny. Like my, my my wife, that's like our biggest like back and forth is that like if something is happening, I know how to do it. Let me just do it. Let me just do it. Like if I'm not doing something like how she would do it, it's uh, she's like just just let me do it. Just let me do it. I know I know what to do and blah 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 blah. And I'm like stop. Right, and I'm just like eh, yep, just hold yeah, on a second. Yeah, and it's hard because yeah. I mean, especially right after a baby's born, sure. you end up having you're feeling even more responsible now, not just you know, as part of a couple, but as a family. Absolutely. And so all the pressures that you have, and here's this, here's this person who just had a baby yep. and oh my God, I want to help, you know, I want to help, but yep. I also don't want to, uh, but I don't, I, you know, I don't want to step on, on her toes sure. um, or his toes, yep. but, um, it's it's a very interesting dance that happens. Sure. So are you seeing so in talking about in talking about giving dads the platform and, and offering a little bit more access to connection through Parksville parents for dads? Are you finding that there has been like a big upswing in dad like over the years, just in general? Have they been really getting more involved on both sides, not just in the dad stuff, but in the general? A, you know, general community. Have you seen a big upswing in that or has it been kind of like consistently growing? No, it's a 
about, you know, 22.7%. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I've got she a really number has for these it. stats down. That's amazing. I love a good Excel spreadsheet, but I don't have those kinds of numbers. Um, no, uh, I guess about six or seven years ago, yeah. uh, I said to myself, we were starting to grow out the baby groups, and we were starting to add other groups. Uh, we, we added... Uh, stay-at-home moms group and mm-hmm. a working moms group, and I said it's time to it's time to give dads their own space. Yeah, and from a technical administrative perspective, we started allowing secondary memberships, and yep. so the family membership includes a primary and a secondary mm-hmm. member, and so whether it's the uh, you know partner one is signing up, partner two can then sign up. Um, it's it gives them it gives them both a voice, right? And there's a lot of groups around here that are mamas. Yeah, you know, Brooklyn for sure. mamas, not for sure. Brooklyn parents. Like you said, you, you have dads their own space, right? The other thing that you've done uh, that I found spectacularly helpful is this, this dad's 411 thing. Where it's not only uh, yeah. now online groups or email chains, etc., but you have this dad's 411 yes. group where it's actually a in-person space where even if you can't go to like the dad meetups that are on Wednesdays the at three o'clock and, or right exactly like the pokers and or or watching the MMA fights or whatever the 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 four one one thing is a it's phenomenal different. it's much different because it's, it's it is, a space to be able to say hey, here's these dads yeah. that are shitting bricks. Right, absolutely. Going a deer in the headlights. Absolutely. And I actually they don't, walked, were you one uh, of those? Well, I know, I actually walked into one of them. I think it was the second one I went to. I walked in, it was me and another guy, another dad that I'd met at the, one of uh, like the weekly dad meetup when I was with my daughter. Um, and uh, we went, we're just like, oh, let's go check it out. You know, we went, we've each gone once, like, let's do it. And we walked in, and every single guy there was an expecting dad. Oh my gosh! And we were—I mean—and I'm like four months yeah. in at that time. He had like he's like two kids. His his daughter was nine months. His kid, his older son, is like three. And we walked in, and they were like, "Oh my god, thank God! Like we have no idea what we're doing. Like, can you just teach us everything?" And yeah. we looked at each other. We were like, "Uh, this is not what we signed up for." Yeah. But like, you know, it was phenomenal to be able to. Just share our experiences, whether it was donning, you know, like advice or whatever. I don't know. I don't even know if it helped them. But like to be able to share that experience and watch these guys that only four, five, six months ago, I was them. You were that guy. You know, I was like, oh my God. Like if I had gone to this when I was expecting, that would have been so helpful yes. just to know that there was go a to dad for one straight up go to dad for one. If you're yeah. in Brooklyn, you're a part of PSP. Check it out. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's, again, it's a it's a platform. We're having one next week, maybe. <laughs> yeah, the, the, six, the, the 16th, I think. Or the yeah. se- or 19th, I, 19th. I say maybe because of coronavirus. No, no, no. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. But, um, you know, and we go in, we set it up, we throw yeah. out some nuts, we throw out some meatballs yeah. sometimes, and then, then we leave. I haven't I haven't actually experienced the meatballs, but uh, I heard the they're fantastic. Chicken teriyaki. Oh my god, I've heard they're fantastic. I hope they're fabulous. (laughs) Um, But so we want to be able to go in and say, "Hey, everybody, you guys all set? We're out of here." Right? Because it's very easy, you know, for for women to mummify things. Of course. I don't know. Is that a word, mummify? I I don't know, but I'm going to start using it. I like it. I really like like it. it. You should trademark it. Exactly. But did you? Did you? Was there like a request to start that type of a group, or did you just? So what we had, we had this pregnancy, uh, this 
expectant mothers. Gotcha. Expectant mothers meet up, and people are like, "But my can my partner come?" Right. So this is a place for people who identify as a dad. Sure. And there are there you you throw any mummifying person. And it changes the nature. Absolutely. So you absolutely have to have a place where dad-identifying people can absolutely feel like they are comfortable mm-hmm. saying what they want. Mm-hmm. Because there's not necessarily a whole lot. My, my husband, this, some of this all came from my husband, and not just because I was... I was bad. Mummifying everything? Mummifying. <laughs> but I mummified on the first kid. The second kid, I had some complications with birth, and so... I couldn't mummify as much. Oh, interesting. And it was to his benefit. Yeah. Because he ended up being able to do all these wonderful things that sure. he, you know, wouldn't, I would have probably mummified him yep. before. So anyway, so um, so he would get people on the on the bus going, your baby's too hot, your baby's too cold, and telling him he was doing oh it God. wrong. I hate, I can't, that's my biggest pet peeve when people, random people just come up to you and want to just tell you how to raise your yep. kid. And they yep. do it especially to dads. And they do, so, I, he had it really much more up. than I ever did. Well, of course. And I, the, yes. So it's like they, they will question dads more than they question Absolutely. Moms. So that was another reason. It was like, you know what? I think my husband would have liked to have somebody yeah. else to say that to. Yeah. I actually threw him a baby shower. This really? Was actually, I threw him a baby shower um, with, I invited dad, uh, friends of his who were dads. Oh. And, um, and they got together and they smoked cigars and then they had beers and then I went into All the things that you can't do at your baby shower. Well, all <laughs> things I didn't do at my baby shower. Did I have a baby shower? I guess I had a baby shower. Um, so anyway, so that was that was kind of interesting. And I think having... I, I think we should, we should think beyond Dad 411 and we should think about dad baby showers uh, I agree Isn't with you I think it's idea? fantastic and I am and definitely and we came up with it together I, this is great See, dad hard look at that sponsoring the dad hard baby shower I love, I love it it's I love fantastic that, that could be a new business model for this extension I'll just go throw dad's baby showers there you go it'll be fantastic there you go. it's like a baby palooza for dads <laughs> dad baby shower I think that's fantastic think that's along the dad baby shower line two of my friends are having kids at the like they're like 18 days apart in May. Wow. And so they threw themselves a uh, their own kind of like baby moon slash bachelor party. But oh, baby wise, we're yeah. like a bunch of our friends. I like, flew down to like Miami and they basically had like a second bachelor party. Oh, but fun. because they were both having kids, it which is a, fun. It was a, yeah. So it's basically a dad's baby shower. Yeah. Yeah. I like this dad's baby shower I idea. I, this is a good That's idea. fantastic. Yeah. I mean. There's a great TED talk, and you can put it in, you know, some description. But there is a, a great TED talk about having uh, interactions that are meaningful. Sure. And I think you know some of the events that we do are just fun. But yeah. the Dad four one one ends up being absolutely a meaningful. Absolutely. You know, and it depends. Sometimes, sometimes there's a a mix of people that one's more talkative, one's less talk. You know, there's a couple people that dominate and say you've got yep. to do it this way, and so. Setting the stage as this is a non-judgmental way, and don't say you should, you know, shoulda, woulda, oughta, sure. things that you shouldn't say. But here's what worked for me, right? And it might not work for you, right? And so, if we can continue to make those dad four one ones a very strong place where people can feel like this is what worked, take what you want, yeah, and leave the rest behind yeah. because there's a lot of different choices you can make. Yeah. 
You know, and you've probably seen this. Absolutely. Cry it out, not cry it out. Do you let him sleep in your bed? Do you not let him sleep it? And you can find a book or a website or a podcast that tells you you're doing it wrong. So that's one of the reasons that, that I, you know, I'm trying to be very mindful about not careening people off into uh, their own echo chambers. For sure. And, and, and that's what's really helpful about it is because like, you know, when my, my wife and I recently just started giving solids, right? And we're not the type of people that are ever going to like throw something up on the email chain like, hey, we're starting to give solids. Anybody got any advice? Like oh, we're just, yeah. eh, we're just not those type of people. Okay. And, but, but we love it when somebody else is like, I just started giving my child solids. Does anybody have any advice for this or how can I tell if they have a reaction to peanuts or whatever it might be? Yeah. Those are the, actually the most yeah. helpful emails that you get from from being a part of the Park Slope Parents community because now, like you said, it's a, just an open community of people just throwing their experiences right. back and forth and it's super, super helpful. Yeah, As, the hive mind, we call it. The, oh, interesting, know, I like hive, that. Like a beehive, it's yeah. a hive mind. Yeah. So what, what does the, the, the beehive say about right. solids? What does right. it be? And, and, you know, it's, it's a very self-selected group, you know, of, of people that come to Park Slope Parents because there are people that don't, don't need it, don't want Absolutely. it, don't, you know, they've got enough family and friends. Um, but being able to see multiple perspectives uh, is, is important to me. I agree I, 100%. And I, you know, as long as it's done, we stopped, we stopped taking um, uh, questions about vaccinations because it was just too heated. It was just too, it was too hard to have a, you know, it was five or six people that would like to banter about, and I don't like conflict. Yeah. And, you know, when, well, when it's really... like that, it's just like that's not what it's there for. That's right. not what the community is there for. For you to just right. like get extreme about your opinion and then yeah. start a fight yeah. about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I think we've actually we've lost that in yeah. our society because we don't want. You know, we're not debate. I don't. Did you go? I don't know how old you are. I'm very old. We had debate. A debate team. Did you have a debate team? When I was very like in like high school, like I think my first couple years in high school, definitely in middle school, I was like head debate team because I love to debate. That's good. I, I like to. I think I like we've to think lost that, right. that skill though, right? I, I, I 100%. Because we don't want to upset anybody, and I do not like. I do not like to argue. Unless I have you know time to think through things, because there are times. <gasps> That I'm wrong. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I've never, I don't think I've ever said that in my life. I thought I was mistaken. <laughs> I was wrong. No, but, you know, the, the other thing about that is, is that not only have we lost the skill to debate, we have lost the line between debating and arguing. Yes. Right? Because it's different. It's yeah. not the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Debating is like a confined, non-aggressive way to right. debate your side versus right. my side. These are why I... This is why I'm on my side. This yeah. is why you, you're on that side. And now let's try to convince each other to come to the other side. Right. Arguing is just getting mad and escalating things yes. to the next level. And, and, and there's more. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and it gets aggressive. Right. And that's right. when it turns bad, especially on, you know, in, in a community like this, it's supposed to be helpful. Right. Right. You know? And so, you know, we moderate most of the message right. on there because it is easy. And what's, what one person will throw out flippantly they don't realize how it's going to be taken. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, you know, just the stories I could tell. I tell you. <laughs> I'm whether, sure. Whether it's nannies or somebody, you know, 
Oh, there's just so, there's there's million stories in the city of Parks Le Parents. Yeah, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, and and being able to say this won't go over well because we've done this for 17 and yeah. a half years, and we know the type of people, and we know what how things set, you know, how people get get set off. Yeah. And um, I think I think that it's important to be mindful of other people's feelings 100%. at the same time i think we don't want to whitewash everything um but we also we just there's enough hate in the world Agreed. really do we and there's enough marketing to parents and there's enough you know telling people they're telling parents that they're doing it wrong and again back to what we said earlier about the fact that you can find a book that tells yeah. you whatever however you want to raise your child and so so Parksville Parents is supposed to be this supportive community where we think about the best in people yeah. and we give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. and we don't jump to conclusions that, that you know, I'll, one side story, somebody wrote me and they said, I bought, a, I bought a new stroller off the classifieds and I got home and it was filled with trash. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> and so I said, well, let, before... Before we, you know, tie this person, tar and feather this person, <laughs> let's figure it out. And she goes, oh, I found it in my recycle room and it looked brand new, so I sold it. But I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God. So they didn't realize it wasn't brand new. And so that's one of those, like, I could step back and make, you know, make it feel like this person is being... You know, meanful or spiteful or yeah. taking other people's money, but let's just step back and give people the benefit. benefit of the doubt. And ask them. Let's have the let's yeah. have an open conversation the same way, yeah. that, which is what the kind of the platform is yeah. here. Like, yeah. At least that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what would you say? Not that I'm turning this around, but oh, what please. would you say about Parksville Parents and the Dads Group works really well? I think the 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 ability to just have a space to openly speak with other dads like we I mean we already like talked about that a little bit but like that's what I really think it is and I actually in addition to the 411 um <clears throat> I did take part with my daughter when my wife right right when my wife went back to work um I took part with her in like the, the dad's group going like meet up at Bergen or meet up at Dino Barbecue and all that stuff and I thought that was really awesome because it was kind of dads in a normal sp- it was just guys right yes. in a normal space that happened to have their kids with them because they had the opportunity and what i believe is the most valuable opportunity for a new parent to spend a significant amount of time on a day-to-day basis all day long with your newborn son daughter what what have you um and it was in a natural habitat of like, you know, you're at a bar and you can get some beers <laughs> and get some, habitat. you know, like, oh, whatever. Through the <laughs> woods, <laughs> the definite, the beer, the empty beer bottles. Well, well, well um, you know, it is. It's like a, your natural, it a is. natural space that's, that's not like a, a awkward space, uh, room like, yeah. where you're in a circle of chairs and like, hey, yeah. you're a dad also? Cool. What should we talk about? It, it's, it was a natural space where you could... Talk about what you're doing with your kid, and but a lot of the conversation always started with like, "Hey, are you watching Watchmen? You know, like it's a pretty good show." Yeah. Like, blah, blah. Um, but it it's that stuff, or like, what's going on with the Nets or the Knicks yeah. or whatever. But then it's like, you know, by the way, I'm having this problem feeding my son in my arms. The only way that he'll eat when I want to feed him is in his 
uh, in his uh, um, car seat, car in his car seat, car seat or, or in the yeah. stroller, right? Yeah. He's like, he's like I, do any of you have this problem? Like, well, this is a real story, actually, you know? Yeah. And and we were all like, listen, hey, maybe you might want to try like this. Like, you know, uh, it was always very important to me to, to with the first bottle, to like be the first person to give the bottle, yep. right? Um and so, like, I was like, why don't you try this and leaning him this way or maybe sit down in the rocking chair, have him back, whatever. The next week, he comes in and be like, you won't imagine, okay. two days ago, my son ate the bottle out of my arms and it was the most amazing thing ever. And so, like, when you have the dad side of you as a man, right, hearing that type of stuff is like... That's awesome. Yeah. That's better than yeah. if the Nets won the championship. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like hearing yeah. that from somebody is, is awesome because now you have this camaraderie, not as just guys, but as dads. dads. Mm-hmm. And that's and, and, and that's a really cool thing and a thing that we don't really have a lot of times, especially if you don't have friends that are also dads. Right. And that's the thing is if you're working in the city and you have a kid right. and you live in Brooklyn... There's, I mean, we didn't know anybody with yeah. kids. We knew nobody with kids. Um, we had neighbors that had slightly older kids, but nobody that had a baby that... that sure. And so that's why those first couple of months are so important Absolutely. to have. And and one of the reasons we started the meetups when people were pregnant, mm-hmm. when uh, families were pregnant, was because what ends up happening is once you have a kid... Your identity, you know, there's a lot of work around identity and your identity as a woman, your identity as a dad. Is a identity. And so how does your identity change? Right. And meeting other people when you're pregnant, you get to know them as a person, not just exactly. as a mom or a dad. Exactly. And so that, that loss of identity is lessened because you've had interactions with other 100%. people before they became a parent. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Right? I think that I think that's fan, I think it's fantastic. Um, and so like jumping into that, right? Uh, one thing that I've noticed uh, just about our getting away from the dad-oriented stuff for a second, but like the thing that I've noticed about just like our society in general is kind of the lack of care or focus or what have you about like post the postpartum experience. Mm-hmm. And I just I commend you because I think that you guys do a fantastic job of not only getting him at the expecting parent point, mm-hmm. but especially in the very new parent point. Was that something that you like wanted to make sure that you were doing or did that also just like kind of happen organically because people asked you to do it? And Well, we, I, yes and no. I okay. mean, it's all organic. Sure. I, you know, I'd love to be able to draw a line, but it looks more like one of those unsolved mystery cases <laughs> with all the different lines going back and forth and strings to different things. But um, And all attaching to just organic. We, we actually had a, a woman on our advisory board who ran Seleni. And Seleni is a maternal mental health organization. Interesting. And... Um, that's one of the reasons we kind of started going, you know what, this is really important stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we've had some really sad cases of people who have had some pretty extreme postpartum depression. Right. And not just postpartum depression, but postpartum anxiety. Sure. And I took a course in maternal mental health 
was a two-day course. I'm still going to take that second course. But it talks about, you know, baby blues and baby pinks. You know, there's this thing called baby pinks where you're so happy all the time. Right. But, um, you know, and really trying to give us more, give me more information about how do I guide people. Yeah. And so I try to put out a lot of messages going, hey, this stuff is hard. Yeah. Um, side note story, this woman wrote, uh, this new mom wrote on her baby group probably seven years ago. She said, I'm really having a tough time with this. This is really hard. I'm exhausted. Yeah. The baby's not eating. It's just tears, tears, tears. Is anybody else going through this? And, um, and so I watched the, the group to see all the flood of emails come in. And there were no messages. No way. Yeah, hang on, hang on. There's a good, there's an ending. Oh my God, I'm like, I'm like shocked and I'm also at the edge of my seat listening and to this. so, because this is like, this is somebody's cry for help. Yeah. And so I ended up um, writing to her and I said, hi, I said, I just wanted to check in. Again, benefit of the doubt, I said, I wanted to check in because, you know, I didn't see any responses to your email. And she said, oh, I got about 40 private emails amazing but there is i call it the park slope happy it's like i'm supposed to be the perfect parent i'm and that's well that's just the parent happy it's not even the park slope happy it's it's the parents happy parent happy yeah yeah Yeah. but there's this idea that i'm supposed to be happy about being a mom and this this stuff is a heart or happy about being a dad and you know i tell people ask the dad about their birth experience yep because frankly we talk about, you know, what the mom felt. The, the dad's there. I mean, no. my husband told me because I had a C-section for my first, and he was like, "I." they said, don't peek over the curtain. I peeked over the curtain, and they, I'm not going to go into this, you know. Well, like, I, I did the same thing. I was in the same situation. Yeah. So I, I, Oh, my I, God. I, there's like seven layers of, like, stuff, and then the baby comes out. And so and they're moving everything around. And, you know, and, and this, what you guys are experiencing with, Watching somebody become helpless is really, that's hard. Or watching two people become helpless. Exactly, exactly. Wonderful point. And here's, here's, my, here's my partner who I adore and I love and oh my God. And have been the beacon of strength exactly. throughout, the, throughout the last 10 months. Exactly. That you're so enamored by, you know. Yes. And then if something goes wrong. Right. And, and so if you look at the statistics, you know, so, so I feel like I need to do a little PSA. You know, <laughs> the chances of you having postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression increase if you've already had anxiety and depression of early course. in your life. So I tell people, if you have had issues or if your partner has had issues, one of the best things to do is to go ahead and get help beforehand. Have, yeah. a, couple of, yeah. have a couple of sessions. Yeah. Um, there's, I don't know if there's a whole lot of peri, perinatal therapists out there, but there need to be more. I, I would agree with um, you. And then the second thing. And it should be promoted. And it should be promoted. I mean, don't even get Especially like when you're on. in the hot mic. What was a biggest shock to me um, was like, there's none of that that is available to either a mom or a dad while you're in the hospital right after birth. Right. You know, there's no like, yeah, you can go to like the breastfeeding course down the hall, but like, all right, but what about like to just, deal with yes. my, my anxiety and my stress and my depression and my inability to stop crying uh, because my son or daughter won't latch onto my breast and now right. I'm depressed and I'm anxious about that or they, is it something wrong with me? Yeah. There's not a lot of that, which I not. think is a huge problem. Go, go over, go over across the pond. There's a lot of those I know. things. I know. You know. And actually they just, and I can get you the, the link, but 
New York City has just announced that they were gonna they're gonna start doing they're gonna amazing. have home visits. Amazing. I think six home visits or three. I don't That's know. That's incredible. But absolutely. That's absolutely. incredible. So now we've talked about the mom side of it, dads too. Yeah. So that's the other thing is if a dad has had anxiety or depression, increased chances after it increased by like fifty percent or something yes. like that. Yes. If well, if sorry, it increases by fifty percent for the dad to get it if the mom has had it or something, something. So there's like something that. like that. But the bottom line is what you need to know is that men are the least likely sure. to go seek help for it. Yeah, absolutely. And if a mom is, is if a new mom um, is sitting there worried about her baby and whether or not the baby's eating, you know, I, I joke, I joke that, you know, we had two cats at the time. My husband was third behind the cat and after the baby's cats and after the baby came, he became fourth. And so, so we also need, I think, and I don't want to put any more pressure on moms, but moms need to watch out for dads. I agree. I agree. And it's hard to do that because you're too worried about are they eating enough, are they sleeping yep. enough, and those kinds of things. And, and are so you on. eating enough, are you sleeping enough as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. and so so to that, to that sense of self-care, I think it's really important to have the dads on, on Perks. So parents or yep. anywhere I agree. talk about their feelings. Mm-hmm. Talk, I think it would be great to have a dad for one, that a, a baby shower where dads give their birth stories. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic. And, you know, to have these really meaningful conversations yeah. because there is this sense of like, yeah, I got my kid to sleep at six weeks. And so I think that, that Park Slope happy or parent happy or whatever it is goes for dads too mm-hmm. because there's a lot of pressure on dads to do the right thing. Sure, you know, of course. And to be good parents and to be... You know, well, that's that's all. That's all part of the reason. My my birthing story is the reason why I was inspired to start this podcast oh. to give dads a platform to share their stories, whether it's birthing stories, whether it's breastfeeding. You know, breastfeeding stories. Not that they're the ones breastfeeding, but, but you know, it is. that's yeah. also a difficult thing to go through and watch mm-hmm. your your partner go through. You know, um, and watch your partner struggle, and you can't just say absolutely. let me try because right. you can't exactly. You Which know? is the hard. That's the hardest thing yeah. as a dad is when you you. Like we talked before about like moms mommifying it and be like, let me just do it. As a dad, when you see your partner struggling with something that only they can do, yeah. you can't say, you let can't me say just let do it. it. Yeah. You can't it's so that. T- exactly. Yeah. It's, or let me try. There's yeah. nothing that you can do there. It's like, it's a feeling of like helplessness, which sounds like, oh, woe is me. But like, but it's, no, it's, it is but it's true. It, it is. It's, it's totally a feeling helplessness. of helplessness. Yeah. And that's what kind of this, this, po- this podcast was meant for is to yeah. offer dads to share that helplessness, to let everybody know that it, you don't just have to be parent happy. Yeah. Because not all things in life are happy. Not all things in parenting are happy. Absolutely. You know, like your relationship doesn't magically have like stars and rainbows yeah. shining all over it just because mm-hmm. you have a kid. You know, it actually makes it harder. Um, oh my God, we should talk about that. <laughs> you know, there's, there is the, if you look at statistics and I teach this grad class at NYU in interpersonal communication, yeah. we talk about family communication and, and, if you don't want kids and don't have kids, yeah. you're as happy as people that have kids. Just saying. Sure. Makes perfect sense, Absolutely. right? But the amount of stress that a new baby puts on the a, a relationship is, as you know, yes. and as, as I know, is extremely high. Yeah. And so um, 
you know, it, it came up at one of our one of our meetups once that this woman said, you know, I realized that the only thing that my partner couldn't do was breastfeed. Everything else they could do. And it keeps coming up. It yeah. keeps coming up. We, there's a woman that wrote a book called uh, Fair Play, Eve Rodsky. And she talks about being, and you need to have her on your show. I, I would love um, to. If you know her, please. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. But just the idea of, you know, she has a, a deck of cards. And what those deck of cards do is it's like, okay, this, you end up laying out, here's what I do and here's what you're going to do. Yeah. And so then you come to an a, a arrangement that, okay, this is, this seems like fair play. Yeah. The book's called Fair Play. It's yeah. like, how do we make this into fair, into yeah. a fair situation? And, um, so, you know, maybe you can't breastfeed, but right. you can wash all the bottles. Sure. Or you can, you know, wash all the breastfeeds. That was always my job. That was your job. Yeah. I, I, washing, that was my, that was my yeah. job. And so what can you do that, and, and then you do have to do the, um, like, my first daughter breastfed to go down every yeah. time. And, like, you can't do that. Right. You know? And so, um, so learn from my mistakes. <laughs> Let go, moms. Let go. Because I just, I don't think, because we're also trying to, we're trying to be so great, like we talked about before, I have to be the super mom. Right. But in being super mom, I'm, I'm emasculating dad. Yep. And so I think it's, you know, what can you do to help your partner, um, whether it be another mom or a dad, what can you do to, to build them up so they have an equal shot at a relationship. Sure. You know. Sure. And but you know, I also I also think that that's also the it, I agree with you, yes, but I also think it but is But he also disagrees. That's no, no, what he's I, don't, I don't I don't I don't disagree at all. It's not that. I I also think that it's very much the responsibility of dads to interject themselves into yeah. that relationship as well, which I yes, think that a lot of times hard. especially men that are that are a little bit more macho and, you know, um may not take to that emasculation for lack of a better term or to use what, what you said as well as another would, you know, like some people can just like, like me, I can kind of just brush it off my shoulder eventually, you know, but like other, other guys are like, you know what? Oh, that's it. F you. You know what I mean? Like, fine, go ahead. Do it yourself. You know, like there are other guys like that. And I think that it's also the responsibility of the dad to try to be more of the brush it off of the shoulder type and be like, okay, if you think that you can do this better, fine. I'm going to do, I will take up the reins here instead. Instead of just checking out, yeah. I'm going to take up this responsibility. Um, like yeah. you said, putting the yeah. cards on the table and making a fair play. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's all about the communication and it's all about, you know, having these very hard conversations. Absolutely. 100%. Which you are know, but that's when most you, important. When you take the baby away from me, it makes me. me yep. It makes me feel yep. what I would like you to do. Yep. You know, and it sounds so rudimentary, but like it's no, so important. It's really hard because yeah. you know we're taught on the media. It's like, oh, it's going to be a happy ending. Yeah, and, right. You know, Cinderella has lives happily ever after. They don't tell you what happens after she has a baby. Right, right. <laughs> you know. And so, just the idea of being able to communicate that yeah and i think it's i think that everybody i think everybody should be in therapy um that's just i i 
I made a joke that my kids are going to be in therapy no matter what, and it's like an oil change. I feel like for every parent brain. makes that joke. Uh, oh, do they? I, well, I feel oh, like it. Man, I, know, I, mean, I, just, I just feel like, I feel like every parent. Well, I feel like every parent, every parent thinks that, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, but you know, once you get to know me a little better, you know that it's going to happen. But I, but I think the same way is that all relationships need an oil change. All relationships need a, a space to come out. It's hard. If you're like me, you fell in love with your kid. Of course. It's like, you know, I know you're a nice guy, but oh my God, this right. baby. My wife tells me that. My wife used to tell me that all the time. She used to say like, a few months ago, like we had, a, it was a little, got a little bit rougher than whatever, you know. And uh, and she she would tell me. She said she said, you know, like I, I don't think that you love me anymore. You know, like you don't like you just love the baby and like you don't care. You don't like care about me. And that like that like fucked me in my head. I was like I was like oh my god. So I need to start changing what I'm doing and 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 trying to do that because it's so not true. Right. You know what I mean? Obviously, right. like this, it's like this new shiny thing that you're just like yeah. want to play with all the time Ooh, when you first yeah. have it. You know, um, and you forget that there's this other person who's also a person and also a beautiful shiny thing. Right. You know. Right. Although they don't feel very beautiful and they don't feel Absol- very shiny. Absolutely. But and so, you know, in well, comparison... Neither of you feel beautiful or shiny. Right. And right. But a woman who's gone through this change is, you know... For so, sure. So, and I think we need to, again, turn off the media. Yeah. Stop the media. Yeah. The madness. Agreed. But, you know, so-and-so lost her 30 pounds within two weeks kind of thing. And... Eight, eight, nine months off, nine, nine months on, nine months off, and you just gotta cut, cut yourself some slack. I agree. And cut other people some. Slack. I agree. I tell my wife all the time, like, "Yo, stop putting so much pressure on yourself." She's like looking at like Kim Kardashian. She's like, "How did she just lose all that weight in three months?" It's like because she has millions upon millions of dollars, yep. and it's probably not real. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's just That's not how real. Shopping. Exactly. You know. Um. But but I tell her all the time, like, stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Like you're still beautiful. You're still shiny. Like do it's. Do you think great. men do that? What? That they put a lot of pressure on themselves to be great dads. It depends on the guy. I think it, it depends. It depends but on what you think you... about what happens to moms and post postpartum. You know, what are the pressures? Because I I know there's a lot of pressure that my husband felt. Mm-hmm. When I stopped working, I decided not to go back to work. I was working, uh, I was traveling about 60% of the time. There was no way that was going to happen with a new baby. And that was a lot of pressure on him to go, oh my God, now I'm responsible. Sure. So that sense of responsibility that increases. It was one thing when you were a couple and didn't have kids. Right. As a, as a new dad, you now have this second person besides your Well, I think partner. that, so I think there's a, a, a couple of different levels from the dad perspective and not to say that it's also from like that doesn't exist the same levels don't exist for the moms but there's the level that is I want to be with my kid like I want to be with my kid as much as possible want to have that relationship yada 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 but then there's so there's that pressure to like be the good dad but then there's also this level of pressure of the responsibility like you said like okay now I need to work even harder to make money and be able to provide for now a whole nother person and on a whole nother level and like it's not Not just just now until i'm tired of the baby you have this responsibility now until they go through college and and beyond and beyond And, and it's not even just 
being responsible for like like to provide for that person it's the responsibility that is felt to provide above and beyond to be better than what you had before so that they can you know what i mean so it's like it's it's not just providing for them because that's what i you know like if you can make that happen that's not as difficult Mm -hmm. right but like now wanting to give them above and beyond and the best right. possible, that's a whole nother yeah. level of, of pressure, of pressure yeah. right? And then on top of that, it's like, now I want to be able to, you know, there's the pressure of like, I don't necessarily want my wife to have to go back to work. You know what I mean? And, and, and stuff like that. Uh, it, there's a lot of levels yeah. for yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And then for, from a guy's standpoint, I just did I just did an episode a couple of weeks ago with a buddy of mine where we talked about the concept of FOMO because, you know, I, I feel like you mean I'm past life FOMO. Yeah. Well, yeah. Past life FOMO yeah. and, and not past life, maybe past life for you, but the life that all of your friends are still like, if you're one of the first that ha- they're still having that. So like, you know, when my buddy calls me at 1250 last night to, you know, to see what I'm doing because he's in Brooklyn to hang out and I don't answer. <laughs> I then wake up to six texts from him the next day. Like, yo, you fuck you. Why didn't you answer? Like, I don't hang kidding. out with you anymore. But, but, but he's, you know, he's so far removed from even being close to even wanting kids, right. you know, like it, they don't understand. So it, there's also then now that pressure that you still want to have a relationship with that past life or quote right. unquote past right. life. Um, so there's a lot it's of levels. Like, uh, what's your identity before you were a dad? Uh, like you said, and absolutely. What's your identity after absolutely. your dad? And what what parts do you want to hold on to right, that old sure. identity? Been? And, and I do think dads are better at trying to hold on to that identity, yeah. but it doesn't mean mm. that the struggle is not there. There's, uh, for sure. There's something called uh, relational dialectics. Ooh. And this is a fancy term. We talk about it at NYU interpersonal class, but it talks about the kind of the yin and yin, the yang. Yeah. So in a relationship, for example, you have you have a sense of dependence on the other person. Then you have your sense of independence. Right. And so that there's that push and pull. It's like, here's my exciting independent self, and now I have this dependency called a child. A child, right. And so there's that push and pull that's always going to happen in there. And Absolutely. so how how do you kind of mediate that? Yep. And and sometimes you go all the way to the extreme and you cut yourself off from your old, kind of your old sure, life. Sure, sure. And, um, and I think it's important and maybe some a message I don't send enough to moms and dads to say it's really hard to stay friends with those people and they may not get you, but you've got such a good history with those yep. people. You've got, you've got an investment in that and you will at some point if they have children, be of benefit to them, absolutely, and they will get it. With with that said, I ask two questions at the end of every at the end of every interview, and um, it's usually to dads. So I'm going to spin it for you a little okay. bit. Um, the first question I ask is usually, you know, what's your favorite thing about being a dad or experience about being a dad? So from a mom's perspective, okay. what has been your favorite experience about being a mom, or just what's your favorite thing about it? Anything under that umbrella? Of what's been the parenthood? Of um, parenthood, yeah. I think in um, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but work with me on this. One. <laughs> I'm listening. So in the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas. There's the scene where his heart grows three times. Yeah. That's oh. that's the feeling. Oh, that's the best. That's the best thing I've ever heard. You know, you just. You feel like your heart gets deeper and wider yep. and 
and more amazing when you have kids. And um, so anyway, so that that would be the the just the level of love. You just you know you just don't realize you can love somebody as much as you can a child. Hundred percent. Okay. Hundred percent. That's fantastic. Now this one is is the real the real the meat. Real this is okay. the real meat because I too. well I feel like I, I feel like too. you you're going to have such a fantastic answer for this. <laughs> well because because you because you're a mom and you and you have the whole Parksville parents. You have a lot of a lot of knowledge. I always ask every dad what's the best advice that they could give to a dad behind them in their in their journey. In their journey. So you, what's the best advice? Take everything from your experience, from what you know from Parksville parents, all your PhD studies, yeah. the you know, you are a doctor yeah. after all. Yeah. Um, you know, what's the best advice that you can give to a new parent, expecting parent, etc. I know the previous hour of this podcast has been kind of diving into a lot of that, yeah. but you know, what's the best thing that you could offer to to a new parent? Other than obviously joining Parksville Parents. Shameless <laughs> <laughs> plug. Um, I think what I would say is your children's mental health depends on your own mental health. Oh. And the more mentally healthy you are, the better communication you're going to have with your child, the better role model you're going to be for your child and the ability for your child to learn resilience to learn the all of the ways to interact with people yeah because i think that we spend a lot of time making sure that their resume is good to get them into college but are they ready for those struggles yep. and those trials and tribulations. Yep. So the uh, my my feeling is the best piece of advice is not you need to do it this way or this way or this way is you need to be mentally healthy to yep. do it. I agree. That's a big aspect of parenthood because yeah. you can't be an effective parent if your head's not in it. Right. You know. No, I I absolutely agree. And yeah. I think that your podcast Shameless Plug is very <laughs> is very good at highlighting some of these things that many dads don't talk about absolutely and, many parents don't talk about and many parents don't talk about because you're too busy being the perfect parent absolutely and just saying this shit is hard yep. and you're gonna make mistakes and one mistake or one extra cookie at a party is not gonna screw up your kid right. but the anxiety you impart upon your kid for having that extra cookie Absolutely. That's going to be worse. Absolutely. Which brings us full circle to the fact that everybody needs to take a big, deep breath and get through this coronavirus. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. We just need to mediate it. Our kids are going to be okay. Yes. Well, Susan, thank you so very much for doing it. I, we're gonna do, we're doing the elbow bump that the, you guys can't see bump. the the elbow handshake. Um, you know, gotta stay healthy, like she said. But thank you so much for for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your out of your day. And I'm sure you talk about parenting enough. So now now to sit go. down for the last hour and talk about it with me, I really appreciate go. it. That's Maybe awesome. You know, for anybody that anybody that interested in you want to talk shameless plugs, anybody interested in joining Parksville Parents or looking for an outlet, looking for a community, how can they? What are the prerequisites to join? What? How can they join? Where can they go, etc. If you are a parent living in Brooklyn or moving to Brooklyn okay. with a known date to move in and place to move, 
Uh, join us at parkslopeparents.com. We can get you signed up in about 24 hours. You will be joined to any number of a hundred different subgroups yep. from cooking to gardening to double babies to twins to preemies to uh, aging parents to uh, 20 different language groups. Ooh. So we have Spanish and French and German and Farsi and uh, wow. so yes, yeah, so a hundred different groups and lots of fun things and places to meet up Absolutely. to not feel so alone. Yep. And uh, hopefully a lot of messaging to get people who need some mental health uh, help to get the to get that help. And if they're expecting parent, they can join also. Yes. Oh yeah, I, okay. I didn't say that. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't I, remember if, if you, you said are parent an expectant or, or and we also have an adoptive parents group. Oh, fantastic! And a blended parents group. And if you're going through a single divorce separated situation, we have a group for you. And See, look at yeah. this. Look at this. The ultimate, ultimate parenting community. They got just about everything covered. And if they don't have it covered, they're very much willing to yes. try to cover it. Yes. You know, I know I just did a, a podcasters. There's now a podcasters group oh, on a there. Group. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I'll, which I'm a part of, you know? Yes. So, yeah. um, but again, thank you very much. If you're in Brooklyn, you're about to have a kid, you have a kid, join Parksville Parents. It's extremely helpful. It was extremely helpful for me. Hence why I asked Susan to come on and do this. Um, but, that's all for us to connect on the fatherhood brotherhood. Shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow the Instagram at dadhardpod and the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. That's all. Until next week, same dad hard time, same dad hard place. Dad hard or go home. We are out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking.